plot twists, we're obsessed with them. In film, life and love, they turn up everywhere. It's that moment in a story where it takes you in an unexpected direction. I'm Tom, comedy and impressions lover. And I'm Fran, super fan of reality TV and rom-coms. And we're from now. And throughout this series, we're going to be interviewing TV and film stars, asking them all about their favourite plot twists, both on and off screen. So expect the unexpected, and hopefully some behind-the-scenes gems that you've never heard before. Contain spoilers. Obviously. Welcome to Plot Twist. Now, I've noticed recently, Tom, that in yeah, the intro for almost every single episode, <laughs> you say, welcome to Plot Twist. So this week, because you did the interview alone, I'm taking that part of the introduction and I'm saying welcome. So welcome, everyone, to Plot Twist. I'd just like to confirm I am still here and to the listeners also, welcome to Plot Twist. And I'm also still here. Look, Fran, it's not my fault you were busy and you couldn't make the interview. So so there we go. I had to go it alone. I had to take one for the team. And actually, not to rub in because I'm not that kind of person. I'm very professional, sure. as you know. I had a great chat with Samson Kao, our guest this week. You did. And it does pain me to say, but when I listened back to the interview, I was absolutely howling with laughter. So I'll give you your dues there. But don't worry, listeners, I will be here at the start and the end. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure you will. Uh, but Samson K, honestly, he was hilarious. He's so heartwarming, authentic. He is this fast rising BAFTA nominated trailblazer, an actor and writer from Peckham, um, best known for playing Horace in Time Wasters. And he's also been in other shows such as Murder in Successful, Slice, the uh, Dave sitcom and star of the sketch show Famalan. So why we're talking to Samson today is because he's actually starring in a new hilarious series on Sky Comedy called Bloods. And you can watch that in full from the 5th of May on now. So Samson plays this character called Malik, who forms part of a, a paramedic duo, really, with Wendy. And she's played by Jane Horrocks, who was Bubble in Ab Fab. Yeah, she's absolutely great. Um, and obviously, so they're paired together. They're both paramedics. And when they first start working together, it seems like a pretty unlikely duo, some might say, Tom, like you and I. Chalk and cheese, <laughs> but actually, chalk and cheese. Chalk and cheese. But by the end of the series, they actually become really, really great friends and really sort of start to depend on each other. So what's great is it's this comedy set in this paramedic world. So it's super fast paced and obviously never ending 909 calls. Yes. And you get this mix of the day to day life of a paramedic. I should say it's very lighthearted. So, uh, you know, to obviously take it with a pinch of salt. And you get the kind of the, the relationships that we're working together. Like you say, they're very much the opposites. But you kind of feel that down the line, a bit like you and I, Fran, that they're going to be best pals. They'll be light at the end of the tunnel. Exactly. And Fran, it's pretty fascinating how he actually came to create the series. But I'll leave it there. I'll just let you listen to the interview first. Oh, you, you tease you. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we've all heard enough of your voice for the intro, Tom. Back to me to do the introduction to Samson. So here it is, Samson KO on Plot Twist. Enjoy. Samson, welcome to Plot Twist. Hello. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm enjoying. I'm filming at the moment. I'm doing something. I'm doing like a little secret project. <laughs> so it's like, it's like bouncing on and off to this, to like the impression and going back on set. So it's a bit mad, but I'm happy, man. 15 seconds in, you're teasing me already. What's going on? I know, man. That's what I like to do. 
<laughs> oh, what are you doing in your spare time at the moment, other than the sort of the project? I saw you tweeting about uh, For Life, that series. What a brilliant series that is. Yeah, man, it was nuts, isn't it? Yeah. Jesus. And now, do you know what? I've been, I've been doing, what have I been doing? I've been doing a lot of, playing a lot of PlayStation. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of, um, I started watching this show called Barry. Yeah, 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 yeah. The HBO series. It's on now TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That show is sick, man. I'm enjoying that. I'm just thinking about, you know, hey, look, actors can do so many things. There's so many more opportunities now, right? Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah. Exactly. It's exciting. A lot of cooking, a lot of cooking. What are you cooking? I'm trying to perfect jollof rice. Okay. African, African Nigerian dish. Yeah, I'm trying to perfect it. I keep putting too much spice or too much water, so I'm trying to marry them both up. Yeah. <laughs> I made some uh, cauliflower burgers the other day. They actually went down quite well. Is it? Are you vegan? Yeah. No, but my, my sister's trying to, she's trying to encourage me to be more sort of plant-based. Healthy. So, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But we did that and actually, uh, you know, I, I've done nothing like, for the last 12 months. <laughs> no cooking whatsoever. And oh, for some yeah. reason, I got in my head that I was going to try this and it, it turned out okay. So there we go. You've achieved, um, man. Don't worry. You've achieved something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so this is the Plot Twist podcast, and we like to start with a few random questions. If it's a chance to sort of get to know you, uh, yeah. important life questions. So I'll kick off. This is one I was quite interested uh, to know about you. Mm-hmm. If you could work with anyone, any actor, any performer in the world right now, who would it be? I could work with any actor. That's, oh, there's too many, man. Um you could do your own uh, mini series with somebody. Who would that person be? Probably Jeffrey Wright. Nice. Um, Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright's one of my favorite actors, man. And you know, to work with him and learn from him would be amazing, actually, to see how he he's processed and stuff. That would be quite dope. Yeah, am I only allowed one? No, you can have as many as you like. <laughs> no. I always feel like with him, he could turn his hand to anything, right? He could. Yeah, of, he's yeah. such a chameleon, isn't he? He's such a chameleon, and I like that about him. And it's one of the things that I'd love to, you know, do more, like them sort of roles, you know, just playing a bunch of different roles. And, you know, some a lot of my friends don't even don't even know who he is. And then I Google him, and they're like, oh, him. Oh, he's, he's, a, he's a James Bond. Stuff. Yeah, 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 do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him in the Batman as well, because I know he's playing... Detective Gordon now, isn't he? Yeah, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be epic. Yeah, man, it's gonna be wicked. So yeah, probably Jeffrey Wright. Awesome. I like that. I like that. So another one for the listeners to get to know you would be: Are you good at something, but you're kind of embarrassed you're good at it? That's a good question. You know. Yeah, singing. Oh yeah. I'm good at singing. Yeah, I can sing. I've seen your I'm Spice really... Girls number. Yeah, that was light, man. That was <laughs> that was a little that was a karaoke. <laughs> But um, yeah, I, I, I sometimes get a bit yeah when people are like, no, you can sing, man. I'm like, yeah, all right, whatever, man, cool, yeah, whatever. Like, it's just a bit. It just puts you on the spot. It's like going karaoke and being good. No one likes the person that goes karaoke yeah, and is amazing at it. Yeah. yeah, you want them to be crap. So sometimes I go karaoke and I'm just bad on purpose. <laughs> what, 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 what's your kind of go-to karaoke? Uh, Celine Dion. Really? That's yes. big. Celine big. Dion. Yeah, but then I mess it up. I butcher it on purpose so that <laughs> so everyone else feels confident. Nice. <laughs> I have to bring myself down for you. Nah, yeah, I like it. Um, okay. Yeah, my heart will go on, man. That's that's everyone's. That's a big karaoke song. Oh, it's romantic as well, dude. Exactly. Yeah, well, that's big. That's big. <laughs> I'd probably turn to Buble just because I think I can. I can just about hold it in tune. 
Buble is the man. Buble is so cool, man. He's such a cool guy, isn't it? He's just a crooner. He's a charmer, isn't he? Yeah, you love it. I'll do do one more. I'll do one more. Yeah. What animal would be most terrifying if it could speak? (laughs) I told you they're random. Giraffe. (laughs) Imagine talking to a giraffe. Like, it just peers down. It's like... Right, mate, how's it going? Right. Oh, bro, I'm done. I'm I don't know why, but giraffes are really dangerous, you know. Have you seen yeah. them fight? I, well, they use their neck, don't they? They use their necks, and it's like yeah. a, the, the loss of the, the, the ferociousness of, <laughs> of the impact is insane. It shakes the trees. Yeah, Do maybe. You know, I didn't think of that. Yeah, giraffes are giraffes, man. They're dangerous guys. And I just feel like they'll whisper to you as well. You just have chills in your back. Yeah. <laughs> they could bend their neck around the corner when you don't see them and then just start exactly. speaking. Yeah, They're peakers. That. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, that's amazing. I like that. Okay. Now, usually for these interviews, I like to get a bit of trivia, try and find a bit of information about who we're speaking to. And mm. I wanted to clarify something. So look, I, t- I yeah. take this job pretty seriously, right? Of course. And I like to get the bottom of things. Is yeah. it true? Yeah. Is it true, Samson, that you went to L.A., you get stopped yeah. at customs because you had yeah. a case full of jammy dodgers. I had bare jammy dodgers, bro. <laughs> I had bare jammy dodgers. But I was like, but I was thinking to myself, like, why would you, why would you stop me for that? Like, why, why, why are you opening up my suitcase for that? And then I thought it was more so because they were just stopping me. And then they checked my bag. And they were like, what are these? And I was like, oh, biscuits, bro. It's <laughs> like, why do you have so many? Because you can't get them here. So I was like, can I have my biscuits? And Did you and get jammy dodgers in the US? I can't find none. When I went there before, I, I could never find jammy dodgers ever. So I was like, nah, next time I come, and I like them cold as well. I like to freeze them. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I like so I was so he opened one as well. And I was like, wow, you cheeky little git. What are you gonna <laughs> you gonna give me my one pound ten? Do you know what I mean? For my, <laughs> my jammy dodger. And then he let me go. And I was like, yeah, but I had to be fair, I had about 20, 25 packs. I had I had Jeez. so many. Yeah, I was gonna be there a while, so so I had to I had to stock <laughs> up, man. Come on, man. Yeah. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. No, on my no, no, no. Hey, I, I, I probably would have done the same with hobnobs. You know. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. Then there we go. I think hobnobs are horrible. Oh really? Yeah, I don't like the oat, oatiness of them. Oh, you're missing out, dude. One time I, I ate a, a hobnob and I nearly choked because it was just stuck <laughs> down the side of my throat. I was like, ah, couldn't get it out, bro. From that day on, I said, no, nah, you won't kill me. I've done that with the chicken key. I haven't eaten one since. Yeah, I don't blame yeah. you. <laughs> right, I've got a serious question for you. Um, yes. Talk to me about your, your first acting job and how you kind of got to that point. So you're in Tottenham Court Road. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're looking for an iron, I think. Yeah, my mum needed an iron, a DeLonghi iron. It's very specific. <laughs> Takes out all the creases. <laughs> and, um, and I had to, and Tottenham Court Road was the only one really that I think had it. And I was with, who was I with? I was with two of my boys, I can't remember who. But yeah, so we went and um, across the road, they've got this church, it's called the American Church. Um, and, they, and you know, I saw this massive line, bunch of people. And um, I looked over and I saw this girl and I was, like, I was like, what's going on here? So I've crossed the road and I was like, oh, you're right. She's like, hi, you're right. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> imagine that's like, imagine she's watching this, she's like, that's how she sounds. Hey, hi, you're right. And, um, I was like, yeah, what's going on here? She said, oh, they're doing um, open auditions for a TV show. I'm like, wow, what's open audition? I don't understand. She's like, 
basically you just kind of you sign up on the website and then they give you a a number and you come over here and you audition so i was like oh i didn't sign up. i was like can i just jump in with you she's like yeah but you're not gonna get in you're not gonna get in if you ain't got your number so i said to my boys don't you see if they got the iron i'm gonna go in here quickly <laughs> and then at the front the lady she was like uh, um did you sign up and i was like i was like oh nah just and she was just like, just go in, man. Because they were really, they were really pressured. Trying to get people in. So yeah. she was like, go in, go in. So I've gone in now, I've gone downstairs, just chatting to Shaheen Beg. And Shaheen was like, um, oh, where are you from? Uh, I was like, Southeast. She was like, oh, great, we're filming in, we're filming in Peckham. I was like, oh, would you look at that? And um, she was like, have you done any acting before? I was like, no. Um, she was like, okay, cool. Um, if you leave your email and we'll get back to you if we, you know, feel like you're, you're up to it. And then um, <clears throat> then I got an email saying I had an audition. I got this script. I had to learn this script. I went into the audition. to, uh, and I aud- At first, I auditioned for a character called Boss Fury, right, in a show called Youngers that I eventually got. And he was in one episode. And then I remember they gave me a different character as a, as a series regular after my audition. And I was like, what? And from there, I was like, yeah, this is me. That's where the TV stuff started. I was so gassed. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> That's incredible. So it, when you, when I've heard you talk about it before, it was very much like that sort of fake it till you make it kind of approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, what was nuts. it that made you kind of, you're standing in the line and you, you are trying to go ahead with it when you... I just thought, why not? And do you know what it was? I was acting. I was like, it was my first television thing. It was my first... I'd done a short a few years before. And this was like, I was still like, and then I'd stopped and I was just like knocking about for a bit, not, you know, kind of seeing what happens and stuff. And then I saw that and I was like, man, why not? You know? And then I just jumped in and then, and that's where the TV life started. Leading to that day in Tottenham Court Road, was that the aspiration? Did you want to be an actor? Was that what you were looking for? Yeah, I was already kind of feeling it out. I was already kind of in that mode in the acting world, but I wasn't, it wasn't, a serious thing do you know what I mean it wasn't like oh yeah this is me for life now nah it wasn't like that and gradually I started to realise that yeah this is my calling because you know I just happened to be there at such and such time and I was blessed with that gig so it puts things into perspective isn't it it makes you start to, yeah, to sure. think about what you're doing and and yeah so I thought I'd go on that journey and see where it takes me right? here we are we we talk about plot twist delivering the unexpected. Was that day on Tottenham Court Road almost your plot twist moment? Because it does change your own narrative in a way. Yeah, definitely. It definitely set a precedent in my life that yeah, this is the journey you're supposed to be on. You know, this is yeah. this is what you was doing, and now I'm gonna go. So yeah, that's definitely a plot twist. Absolutely, I like that. And then since then, you get an acting coach. I like how you described him as your sensei. I thought that was quite cool. Yeah, um, my sensei, Rob martial White arts. I like that. Yeah, yeah, man. He taught me so much, man. You know, um, it just made sense for me. Like, I can't just walk onto a football pitch without never kicking the football. You know, I have to kind of learn the whole game from back to front, up, down. So he kind of, you know, took me and a few of the others on and and just taught us the craft, you know, just taught us the craft of acting, everything, literally. And then also I learned on the job. So I got an agent and kind of started to audition and get gigs. So he taught me how to audition properly. He taught us, you know, he, he just taught us, he just taught us the craft, man. So, and it really helped a lot of us 
as we are now, you know. Was there anything that he taught you that was, that's been a surprise, you know, learning the craft and... Yeah, waiting. You do you spend more time <laughs> waiting than you do acting. And that was the one thing he taught me. He was like, acting is 95% waiting and 5% acting. Because <laughs> you're always waiting around to, to get things done. Um, and, and patience mainly, you know, it's because I've got youngers, you know, you sometimes can think that, okay, I've got this great show and everyone loves it. It means, it means I'm never going to stop, right? It means I'm going to, nah, mate. It got it, it it got harder after mm. I got that job. It got way harder. Like I had to really grind and really understand the industry part of it, you know, the business part of it. So um yeah, I really had to learn the skill of patience <laughs> um and learn how to utilize my time in other ways. That's interesting you say that. We've had a few people on the podcast. I think Michelle Keegan and Stephen Graham as well, like what a great actor he is. And they've, yeah, they've both incredible. been in like these, they've been in these big projects and they've had to wait like eight, nine months for the next job. It's like I thought yeah. we'd get something in the next week. Yeah. Like eight or nine months. It's yeah. No, nah, Stephen Graham. Stephen Graham's another person like that's a chameleon that that I'd love yeah. to yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to work with. That guy is he's insane, bro. Like the way he just transforms into playing different characters and different energies and being so believable in them you just have to admire but yeah it's not it's not easy man a lot of people you know like it's a lot of hard work a lot of grind a lot of you know broke times and just you know but then you do it for the love isn't it you know I fell in love I fell in love with acting so for me it was like okay cool it's a struggle for money right now but I just love this I just love doing what I'm doing I'm I'm addicted to it. So it kind of takes that pressure off a bit. It kind of takes... If, if you find your passion, if you find what you want to do in life, I think you've got to go after it. You've got to... Yeah, 100%. You know? 100%, especially yeah. if you know, if you know that this is something you want to do, there should be nothing or no one stopping you, man, except yourself, you know, that you're the only person that can stop you, really. You, you talked about comedians. I know one of your heroes is uh, Robin Williams. Yeah, man. What a genius that man is. Oh, that guy was the guy. I remember we was doing... um. I was doing this thing called Secret Cinema. It's like an immersive film experience. So we did Back to the Future and we did it in um, Olympic Park in East London, Stratford. And I remember, so basically they they created, they built Hill Valley in the park and then they turned it into the movie. So people will come in and, you know, go to the shops, go to the high school, go to, you know, everywhere. And then at the end, you'll sit, they'll sit on this massive bit of grass and, and there's a massive screen and as the film's going on, you know, we're recreating it around you. So like you've got the DeLorean just flying around doing 88 miles an hour going through those lights. It's amazing, amazing experience. And I remember it was around that time that Robin Williams passed. And I remember when we all heard, we were doing rehearsals, we're doing a tech rehearsal and everyone was just so, like literally every single person in the cast was just, sad like just mm. filled with emotion and you realize how many people he infected do you know what i mean yeah, how many yeah, people yeah. infected with his energy with his humor how many people grew up on him and we you know we're different ages so it's yeah, like yeah. this guy's been doing each thing for a while because for all of us to kind of have that same feeling is incredible and you know you just appreciate you just got to appreciate him and you know he got his flowers while he was here that's that's and that's the good thing you always got to give your heroes their flowers while they're here and 
Yeah, man, the guy was such a massive inspiration to me in terms of the characters he played, the confidence that he had within those characters. And you could see as whilst he was acting that he was improvising, he was doing his yes. own yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. you know, and staying true to himself. So yeah, you just got to, you just got to salute him, man. You got to salute him. Yeah, that's definitely one of the heroes. Hundred oh, percent. What a legend! What a legend! I like seeing when things like Graham Norton and he's talking about. Uh, he didn't thank his mum when he won the Oscar for Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, and she's backstage. She's like, "How's the award? How's the award?" Yeah, you know? yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Is it good? Uh, it's shiny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, amazing! What, what a legend he was. Um, cool. Let's talk about Bloods, your new series. I've had a yes. preview. It, oh, it looks awesome. Oh, um, thank you so much, man. You're playing a. Uh, how do you describe him? I guess he's a bit of a tough acting loner in Malik as a paramedic, yeah. who's then paired with uh, Wendy, played by Jane Horrocks. I mean, what a combo you two are. Jane is amazing, man. Like it's so funny. Like when we first met in the read through. I didn't know what to expect because I'd never met her. I'd never met her and I knew who she was. Do you know what I mean? She's a nation's sweetheart, but it's like, she's a national treasure. And, you know, I, I knew who she was, but I, I wasn't sure how we would connect. And it was so great to see us click so fast, like immediately, that it actually made sense for the show. Do you know mm. what I mean? Two people from different walks of life. Completely, yeah. Completely coming together on this journey through the ambulance service, you know, being paramedics. And it was such a great thing to see that, you know, we continued to establish that and make that a big part of the show, you know, their relationship. So, yeah, I'm, I feel so lucky and grateful that she wanted to do it, you know. The relationship up front initially is quite, I guess, tetchy because Malik has had this uh, previous sort of partner that kind of didn't, yeah. go, didn't, didn't go according to plan. Because he zapped him. He zapped, <laughs> he zapped mm. him. Um, and, then, and then Wendy comes in um, and it's a bit tetchy, but you do feel like they're going to grow together. They are going to form a, a good bond. Can we expect yeah, that? Yeah, it's, it's an unlikely bond, isn't it? It's an unlikely bond. It's two people who uncovered the truths about each other, who, you know, they're like their own therapists in their weird yeah. little way. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. by the end of this journey, you see, you know, this series, you see a bond that is so beautiful yet so unexpected. Yes, you know, and yeah. and I feel like that's the beauty of of shows like this. It's being unapologetically authentic to where you're from, and understanding that even though you're from different walks of life, it doesn't mean that you can't come together and find common ground. You know, so. Yeah, it's really nice to see. Especially everything that's happened over the last year or so that, mm. like you say, they are completely different backgrounds and yet they come together and they do complement each other. There is something quite unique about that. Yeah, they both, weirdly, they both have, you know, their own strengths and weaknesses, but they also bring each other's insecurities to the forefront and practice healing. You know, they kind of te educate each other and teach each other how to be yourself, essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. and own up to things and take things on. and take responsibility of your actions essentially but in a nice way yeah how much of it is improv versus scripting because you're like the master of improv and you've done a lot of that with Famalan and how much of yeah this was yeah yeah do you know what to be fair so what we did was we did like a writer's room it's like a big writer's room so when I thought of the show we brought on Nathan Bryan who you know he's done writing he's amazing and it just it was a no-brainer so when me and Nathan had that conversation 
we were like, look, this is we're gonna play with some stuff on this, you know, we're gonna we're gonna enjoy, we're gonna so Nathan and Paul, the, who wrote the show, they wrote it quite loosely in my accent, in my voice. So when it came to filming now, I'm able to be able to just I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna say this. You know, and sometimes there's sometimes where we just where Will Sinclair, our director, he'll just be like, Yeah, you guys just just have a chat. <laughs> and we'll just be driving we're driving through Lewisham and uh, Jane's like oh I like that what's that is that Morley's yeah 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 Morley's and then you've got the Nigerian restaurant I'm going to take you there and then she's like oh I don't like spicy stuff and I'm like no nah, don't worry man I'm going to get you a, we'll get you we'll, we'll start you slow and, we'll, you know you mean? and we'll just we just keep riffing man we just keep riffing so it's really fun to have someone who's able to do it I mean Jane's been doing it so it's not yeah, it's not course. new to it's her so Yes, it's so fun to be able to to take the words and make it your own. Yeah, of course, of course. Could you be a paramedic? Is that something that you could see yourself doing? Bro, that's why I came up with the show. I was going to be a paramedic. Well, this is the thing. I saw the quote and I wondered if it was true or not. You were actually... Yeah, I was going to be I was going to be a paramedic like before I started acting. I did the training. I did the training and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, you did the training. I went, yeah, I went job center. I went job center. This is when I was on the dull, wasn't it? I was on the dull. <laughs> I went job center. <laughs> And then, like, one of the jobs, they said, oh, what, what do you want to do? I said, well, I drive, you know. <laughs> and they went, well, uh, there's a thing here for ambulance support driver, which are the people that drive the paramedics, you know. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's not bad. I get to fling the blue lights on, duck about a bit. And they were like, yeah, and, you know, you can train to be a paramedic whilst you're doing it, you know, like whilst you're learning on the job. It's like a three-year thing, I think, or something like that. I think they've changed it now. I think you have to do like a proper course before you yeah. can even get in the cab. But um, yeah, I was going to do it, man. I was going to proper take it on. I was, I started the, the training and then, then I went Tottenham Court Road to buy an iron. Crazy. And that was it. <laughs> Literally, man. But um, I would have loved it, man. I would have I really enjoyed it. And two of my friends, Rosita and Ramika, the twins, they're both paramedics. And we, you know, we grew up in the same area and they, they work in Southeast London. So to see them doing their thing and, and you know, being themselves, yeah. it kind of made me feel like, yeah, they're just, they're just my friends that are paramedics. It's not like paramedics are a different type of people. They're yeah, just right. like us. You know what I mean? They, they have, they make mad mistakes. They have amazing love lives and terrible ones. They get smashed and fall asleep on a park bench. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's the, the things that happen, you know, and, you know, I thought it would be really cool to explore that. That's why when Seb Barwell from Rough Cup approached me, I was like, yeah, I've, I've always wanted to do this kind of thing because, you know, I was going to do it. So, And that's how I came up with the show. Oh, incredible. Well, like I said, I've watched the first episode and it is, you immediately hooked straight away, especially when he zaps. Um, I think it's a Kevin he zaps at the beginning. Yeah, then, Kevin, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It just starts, you just know what you're going to get with it. It's, it is brilliant. I'm, gonna I'm ask so you, happy how... to bring um, Kyle onto this, man, because, you know, like I said, I love, creating stuff and writing stuff for you know new actors uh, young people and also my friends and I remember Kyle came to set one day and he was in his trailer for, for hours and I didn't know he was in and, and then we're talking outside and he just opened the door he's like yeah what's going on and I was like yo <laughs> and he's like bro I don't think anyone knows I'm here I was like what do you mean he's in yeah they didn't even knock for me to have lunch I was like what so you've been sitting in your trailer for like eight hours Oh man! He was like, yeah, 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 and then he came on to set on an empty stomach. It was hilarious. 
Bless that's him. Pretty, that's tough going. That's tough going. Trust um, me. I want to ask you one more plot twist question, conscious of time. Yeah. Um, it's more around, I guess, unlikely sources of inspiration. Who behind the scenes has been, has been that inspiration for you that sort of helped you with just generally, I guess? An unlikely source of inspiration, you say? Yeah. Um, the kids, the children at the Adventure Playground, Dokkanejo Adventure Playground in Spali. So I, I, I volunteer at this, at this Adventure Playground and kind of mentor kids and stuff. And you realise that, you know, there's like 30 kids to 40, 50 kids at, at some time and they're all between the ages of, you know, three to 15. And there's so much character within these kids. Like there's so many different personalities and different characters that I kind of subconsciously take from. I remember there was there's one kid who has like this specific stutter and he talks like this. So if you want to go down there, you have to pick me up first. Do you know what I mean? And I remember I was auditioning for something and I, I started doing that stutter. And I was like, where did I get that from? Yeah, and I went yeah, back yeah. to I went back to the adventure one time and he came in his and then I saw him, he came in, he was like, oh, oh I, I saw you on horrible histories, bro. And I was like, oh right. Do you know what I mean? I was like, oh, that's where I got it from. So it's like, you know, being around these amazing kids and 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 you know, teaching them, you know, acting and football and all of this sort of yeah, stuff, yeah. they're actually teaching me characters. Do you know what I mean? They're, yeah, I'm actually sure. I'm actually finding out characters about myself without even realizing it you must know inspiring I, for him as well to see you right yeah i mean like it's nuts when they see me on telly and stuff they all just the only thing they care about was was horrible histories they didn't care about nothing else <laughs> nothing else them kids they're like yeah, yeah yeah whatever yeah yeah youngest yeah 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 bastard, whatever the horrible histories though you know what I mean? do you know what i mean and it's really it, it kind of inspires me and gives me that and fuels me to do more you know and yeah yeah you know, so that I'm able to kind of be an inspiration to them and also, you know, allow them to see that they can take on this, this profession. What they can aspire to, right? Yeah, what they can aspire to. And they can really, they can actually really do it, you know, because I am proof. I'm a product of the Adventure Playground, you know? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that's the most unlikely uh, inspiration for me. Well, talk, talking of inspirations, I mentioned on Twitter earlier on, you were referenced for life, the great series that is. Yeah. Also, you've uh, referenced Daniel Kaluuya and John Boyega, obviously mm. uh, winning Golden Globes. I mean, that must be for you. Mad, as well. isn't it? Yeah, it's incredible. It's mad. Like you've got to, you've got to respect it because what they did is an amazing feat for themselves, but it's also an, an amazing feat for all of us. You know, to see someone who, you know, Daniel's my boy. Like he's actually, you know, he's actually my friend, and to see someone who is so himself and you know like like to see your friend on these massive stages creating amazing bodies of work and being awarded and credited for it is so inspiring because it also allows you to take pride in the fact that yo this thing is really possible do you know what i mean like we can really can be on these stages we yeah. can really do it and john you know i grew up in church with john you know like as a young age and his sisters and it's like i know i've known john since i was what about eight and you know obviously we we went on our own paths of life he started acting a lot younger than i did <laughs> but john is an absolute trendsetter 
You know, you can't deny it. And when he did attack the block as a young kid in Peckham, growing up and playing a young kid in Peckham, going from that onto the and and see his star rise so dramatically, it just shows that yo, this is so possible, you know. And that's why you have to respect it, and that's why you have to kind of take from that and really find belief in that you know it's nuts and I can just imagine Daniel when he won that he must have gone mad it's nuts I think he'll take the Oscar personally but oh, I hope know, so yeah we'll see I mean, we'll see both I think, of those I think guys so. they're just trailblazers aren't they you know? they're trailblazers man they're trailblazers and they're such a good thing to see because we don't we don't we don't get that from where we're from you know we don't get people that really grew up in you know the ends and kind of go out there and really make history you know they're history makers and yeah and it's beautiful to see and long may it continue man what, what about for you is that mm. something seeing the success of daniel and john that you would actually follow path down the line and, and go to the us and try and do you know a different kind of project or something a different yeah, route to me, comedy perhaps yeah for me do you know it is like a lot of people say go to the u.s not, not not yourself but a lot of people say you know leave the uk go to the u.s it's like for me i'm not leaving the uk <laughs> like i will go over do an amazing project, but I'm coming back. You know, a lot of people assume that when people go over to the US, it means that they don't want to come back. And that's not something that I want to do. You know, you know, where I come from, especially being at the Adventure Playground, it's like I am consciously making this effort to show young black British kids that you can act, write, produce, and create amazing work right here. You know, You're doing all of it. And yeah, and it's like, if we kind of make a name for ourselves here and then leave, then the younger generation are going to go up thinking that that's the way you do it, you know? And it's not. And, and that's the thing, you know, as much as... But then in, on the flip side, it's that there are a lot more opportunities for people of colour over there. And over here, we're not being taken as serious. You know, we're not being given those opportunities. We're not being paid as much as our, you know, white counterparts. So it's like, there's our frustration. And there's the reason why we do go over to the States. So it's our job to create the content, to create the amazing uh, content. But it's also the people in power's job to appreciate our talents, appreciate our stories. Yeah, definitely. And back us instead of us having to go to a foreign soil to be backed yeah do you know what i mean that makes sense yeah so so yeah that's my energy towards it but yeah of course who who doesn't want to go over and film with denzel washington <laughs> and, and all them man there but yeah you equally want to come Even over here the and, dodgers you know yeah 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 do you know what i mean <laughs> but you equally want to create great stuff over here you know Oh, that's been amazing. It's been great talking to you, bud. I've, I've really Likewise, enjoyed that. man. Thank you so much. Uh, all the best with the series uh, and beyond. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be keenly watching the rest of it. Appreciate it, Tom. Thank you, dude. You take care, yeah. All the best. Love. Ah, Tom. Oh, I'll give it to you. That was very good. And, oh, Samson, what a guy. It was so heartwarming how you guys finished there talking about how important his work is to him and the mainly the importance of how where he's grown up and where he comes from really forms the foundation of where he's going and how he wants to just give back and inspire future generations rather than just 
ship off to the US. Although he did say he wouldn't say no to a few trips over to uh, work with <laughs> some of the A-listers out there. He was absolutely brilliant. He just, uh, you know, some people have just got an energy about them, the way they carry themselves. And mm. he just had that throughout the whole interview. And then his plot twist answer about giving back to his community, like exactly like you said, it was heartwarming. Um, and of course, he was very funny. It was lovely. You, you guys did have a little vibe going on, didn't you? Halfway through, I was like, oh, there, here he goes again, Tom, trying to be best mates with the interviewee. You're like sharing your recipes, playing PlayStation together. Like maybe we could, you know, get him on to host a podcast episode. Fran, don't be jealous. I've got a new best friend. Sorry, yeah, that was a bit of envy coming through there, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Can I only apologise? I'm actually no, I gutted I wasn't there because his talking giraffe, that's like my spirit animal best answer is that is that because you've got a long neck what's the uh come from a no. very tall family with very long legs but thank Actually, you your, tom thank your brother you for is massive but um <laughs> anyway moving on quickly from that no he was, he, he was just very very funny and it was just so off the cuff that the giraffe comment caught me off guard but then of course the jammy dodger story we always find a nugget we always find a bit of trivia and it was true. He'd taken over 20 packets of Jammy Dodgers to the US to stock up on a long trip. <laughs> and who wouldn't need 20 packs of Jammy Dodgers when they're away from home? Exactly. Um, the bit I actually really enjoyed, and it's something that we've not really talked about on the podcast before, was around the kind of behind the scenes of acting and how he was saying that a lot of acting is around patience and 95% of the time you're waiting and 5% of the time you're acting. You don't really think about that, do you, when you watch a series, particularly something that's a comedy that's really like fast paced, that actually like when they're filming that, there's a lot of downtime. So I just love those little behind the scenes insights of these sort of famous faces. It probably adds to the pressure as well, doesn't it? The fact that you've got to wait around all this time, you get getting pushed back in terms of when you're going to be on set and suddenly like go. You've got to be in the moment. You've got to be, be in the moment. You've got to be in character. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. The other thing I love, Fran, was the fact that that first audition, Tottenham Court Road, he just winged wings it. it. Completely winged wings it. it and what just uses his charm and his personality to, you know, essentially create that journey into acting. It was, I thought that was just amazing because not everyone does that, do they? No, it was really nice to hear him talk about. And actually, it was really sweet hearing him talk about the relationship between the characters in Bloods and how they really sort of such different people but actually that they educate and they teach each other and actually their vulnerabilities and insecurities are really brought to the forefront and that bonds them together and I thought that was actually really nice because particularly Quite for a poignant. comedy where you expect it to be sort of a laugh a minute it's really nice that he he understood the importance of that underlying story of friendship that came through yeah him and Jane Horrocks are who together absolutely brilliant hilarious and that's Bloods which you can stream on now the whole series will be up from the 5th of May so get to it so in the same way that I introed us in, it's time to exit us out. So thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week. Ciao.